0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Alyssa, your host. Today, I'm chatting with Erica DeLong, a radio personality who works at a local radio station here called G105. She also can listen to it the iHeartRadio, so I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. We chat about being on radio, how she got her start. We also chat about some things that are really honestly um i did not know about until we started to get on air and within the first five minutes of our conversation i had her in tears and honestly that was not my intention but it's because she was telling her story and i actually am gonna pick her to come back on in october and we're gonna discuss this topic even more but erica is just someone that i met last october at the wex conference which is a women empowerment conference she was one of the presenters she introduced several several of the speakers And I just loved her personality, her vivaciousness. It came across the stage and I knew I had to have her on. She also was so graciously part of my Women in Business series back in February on my blog Adventures of Frugal Mom, which I'll leave the link in the show notes. So we chat about everything. We chat about radio, being in a selfie with Brad Pitt, you name it. She's chatted about it and we chat about it. So you know what I need you to do right now? That's right start listening hi guys welcome back to a morning edition of chats from the Blog cabin and it's only apropos that the morning edition it comes with a morning radio personality
1: right Hey, morning. how are you? Sorry, that's my email going off. Does that go over the thing? Yeah, it will. Okay. I'll have to figure that out during this interview, so, <laughs> so it doesn't ding the whole time. But thank you for having me. Erica, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Erica. I'm from, from Durham, but I've been doing radio now for, I don't want to tell my age, but a good a good while now. I started like 19 years old right here at G105. Um, as an intern with Bob, Bob Dumas gave me a chance and it morphed into this. Now I'm here hosting the show gram with Erica and Danny. So many things happened in between. Like, you know, I went to New York, I went to Detroit, did some stuff in California, and then I came back because I wanted that balance in life. You know, in New York City, I was making great money, but I worked all the time. And then I added Detroit to the mix and I was going between the two cities and it was just amazing but exhausting and I wanted a family and a husband and I wanted that balance which is why I came home here to North Carolina um, because I miss my family I miss my mama and then the showroom had an opening and so I was like okay Bob said you gotta audition like everybody else I said okay let's do this and I did and you know here I am almost 10 years later on the show even though a lot has changed I'm very thankful to be back in my home spot my home base so
0: was radio something you've always wanted to do?
1: In college, so since I was in fifth grade, I said that I wanted to be Oprah, the next Oprah. I mean, I would sign people's yearbooks saying that. And um, in college, I went to William Peace University. A fortune Femster, who is now like a major celebrity, she interned at G105, and she said, "Hey, there's some openings if anybody's interested." So I said, "Yes, I want to do it." And I tried so hard to get an internship here, like they didn't call me for months. And so I said, hey, I want to get in the door there. And then that's kind of when everything launched and I started doing radio and fell in love with it. So the Oprah thing was pushed to the back burner and then I fell into radio. So, and which by the way, they fired me the day after I graduated college. So that sucked. Like in college, I was here for two years starting my sophomore year. And I went to radio boot camps and stuff and I had been offered a job in New York City, and I was like, no, 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 I'm happy with G105, I love it there, and then the day after I graduated college, I remember Bob and I walked into the boss's office, and they're like, we're doing budget cuts, I was like, are you kidding me, I just turned down a New York City job, and then, so, then I ended up doing the New York thing, I called them back, and two weeks later, voila, saw she wrote. Wow, I can't even imagine. (laughs) But it's been been an amazing journey, you know. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, but it's it's a good journey. And I'm actually in the studio right now. And one of our DJs just came in, so I may have to relocate while we're doing this interview. Okay. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's normal. You just roll with things. That's how radio is.
0: Yeah. Because has there ever been any time on the radio where you just stunned by what somebody has said, especially during a live interview?
1: Um, what I've said, yes, like there's been some times when like Charlie Murphy, when he came in, he was alive and stuff. Um, I asked him, who were the pants in his relationship? Well, his wife had died from cancer. And it was one of the worst moments I've ever had on radio. I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't believe that just happened. But I didn't prep before the interview. And so, you know, that and then of course, working with people in New York and here, anything can come up. You know, I, I don't think anything at this point will shock me. Yeah.
0: so you you talked about bob and what a big influence he was on there and i'm referring to your email that you sent me earlier let's talk about him being let go
1: he was let go and so well just so everybody knows i wrote him a handwritten letter to get this job in the first place and he's like yeah to hell with it let her let her sign up and hire her so that's how it all started but bob became he was tough he was tough i cried many times but he gave me that thick skin that you need to survive in this business. And over the years, like we became family. Once I came back this time around, we really became family. I know his girls, I know his wife, I know his sister. And so when he was let go, it was very much shock. Um, A a lot of people probably blamed me for it, which I had nothing to do with any of that. But it, it was a shock and we didn't talk as much. You know, you go to see somebody and talk to them about everything in your life every day for such a long time. It was really an adjustment. For me personally to not see him and talk to him but he also needed that space i'm sure to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: understand what was all going on but now we're fine like he stops by the house occasionally he's like hey i'm coming over say hey you know and so it's good it's a good thing
0: yeah because you have a very close relationship with the people that you work with because if anybody follows you on instagram you're always talking about ben on instagram i
1: love ben he's like my little brother i don't know for whatever reason after bob was let go i think because we sat in the studio together he was like my therapy the person that i would always you know go to and talk to and so i'm sure he he had five sisters so he's used to hearing people ramble like myself (laughs) and so we just became closer through that time all all of us like ashley all of us we kind of grew as a team because we you know we had to we only had each other so so how did you guys handle the covid because I'm sure you guys didn't see each other a lot.
0: Did you do remote you know, from home or
1: we're still doing it. So we didn't work from home. We're one of the few stations that actually stayed live in the studio and that's because it sounds better. Um but we are lucky because we have multiple studios. So Ben and Ashley are in one room and then Danny and I are in another and Danny actually started right when the pandemic, and like he came in February and then March you have a pandemic. So that kind of forced us to all be close and get to know each other better. And we've been okay. Like it's a happy meeting. Like you have to balance the serious news, but also bring laughter for people that are tired of hearing about COVID and they're tired of feeling like it's doomsday 24 seven. Now you talked about the serious issues. Um What's some of the things that you talked
0: about on air that you were People are really surprised that you talked about.
1: Um, Well, some of the big things, first of all, talking about my family. I mean, what you see is what you get. So if my husband and I have a fight, I'll talk about it. Even if he doesn't love it, it will get brought up. Um, More serious stuff like, you know, rape. Like in college, I was sexually abused by a guy and um, I suppressed that for a very long time. So when I moved to New York and I just worked really hard and I didn't really discuss it. And then when I came back to the show um, there were certain things that would trigger my emotions and I went to see a therapist and then I became more comfortable with what had happened and kind of like let that out. Cause it was also affecting my marriage in areas too. So one day when the me too campaign came out, I just opened up and told everybody and that was scary and I cried and um, it was good to be vulnerable and share that because a lot of people reached out that had also and I still get choked up, <laughs> but, A lot of people reached out (laughs) you're okay you're good you're good it's still a trigger like no matter what but it's like you know the fact that people wrote me was really impactful and i'm glad that i shared it (laughs) you got me crying five minutes in i'm (laughs) so sorry that i got you crying but honestly i think that
0: a lot of women and a lot of men too because their men are victims of sexual assault that they need to know that they're not alone and that there's someone out there that feels just like they do because yeah
1: and it's not anything to be shameful about. I kept it. I felt dirty for a long time and that's why I didn't want to share it. Cause I don't want people to think, Oh, you know, she's damaged goods or, Oh, she's trying to get sympathy to get ahead at work or whatever that may be. So I kept it to myself and and it made me work harder for any and everything. Like I felt like I pushed myself into work cause I had moved to New York City like not long after this happened right after college. And so, um, Now I'm in a place where I have children very protective over my children, obviously, or anybody, but any little girl or anybody that comes to me about that. Like, I'm really passionate to be their like cheerleader to get them through or talk about it. So, yeah, I think it was meant to happen as weird as that sounds because there was a purpose for it. Yeah, I think there's a Bible verse that said
0: what the devil meant for bad. God meant for good. Right. Yep. So, (laughs) And we have a comment from Lisa says, thanks for being authentic. And yeah, <laughs> for
1: sure. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'll get it together and talk about, you know, fart jokes or something. <laughs> so. but, you, but you
0: mentioned how protective you are, of, especially little girls. What about this mm-hmm. controversy around cuties on Netflix?
1: okay to explain that to me because you know what surprisingly i don't watch a lot of tv and i feel like because life's so busy i don't get sucked into it but what are what's cuties i've heard about it but i don't know
0: cuties is supposed to be a lot of people are putting it like it's a coming of age story and they're using girls that are doing suggested dances like age 10 or 11 but it's a french film so you know french france they have a whole nother any country has a whole nother
1: thing yeah. as far as sex goes. Ella's gonna but, get a big spanking if I see any kind of behavior like that. But that no, I don't I don't think that's a good thing. Even uh on the YouTube channel, so our my kids one and four, I only let them watch educational stuff, especially Easton, because he's like a sponge and he picks everything up. But some of these videos I see on YouTube of just dance challenges, they're like gyrating. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking your kid is eight. Don't put them on TV or any, you know, any outlet doing that kind of stuff. Cause it sets up them looking a little too grown for adults to come in and you know mm-hmm. that's what it. the whole thing is about but i honestly think it's the marketing of
0: it the way they marketed it because for everybody that i've i've not watched it so i'm not saying watch it don't watch it but from everything right. i've read about it it's a really story about how the girl's struggling with she doesn't want to do this and they're, her friends are doing this, but she doesn't want to do it. From what I've read and what I've seen other people who've watched it say,
1: I may have a heart attack if I watch it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I mean, it cause I'm interested to see what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have three girls. My girls are a little bit older. They're 18 through 25. One will be 25 on Wednesday, but still I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah. And they're beautiful by the way. Your family's gorgeous. All right, thank you. Um, so let's talk about how you juggle your
0: working in your family and, you know, cause you obviously said you're an open book. So, are there some things that your husband's like, "Mm, Erica? Don't I wish he hadn't said that? Or is he not that public of a figure?
1: Um, he's in finance and he's an introvert, and he has really grown over the years by going to events with me and and you know, kind of become a social butterfly. But he's very much an introvert, and I'm very much an extrovert. Um, and so he's he doesn't care. He's like the most non jealous. I honestly married the. A guy that I didn't think was right for me ended up being the most perfect person on the world in the planet for me on the planet for me because he's not jealous. He doesn't care. He doesn't even pay attention. <laughs> like He's like, whatever, just talk about it. The only thing that he would say is don't ever include his job, which I don't like. Don't talk about oh, his wow. job, obviously, because um, it's a very serious institute. And then um, when we have a fight, he usually likes us to resolve it before I go and put it on the air. So there was one time when i was talking about girls from his past and i was really upset about something he was like why did you do that we're supposed to talk about it first and so i have to make sure i i carefully handle it at home first um before i would share it on the air but usually it's it is what it is because our problems are the same as everybody else's so
0: yeah pretty much i mean so how did he react did you open it up to him at the very beginning about the sexual assault in college? Or? I did. I did. And I
1: actually didn't like his reaction. And I don't even think we've talked about that since then. I didn't like his reaction, but it was before I had dealt with it personally. Um, and so he was kind of like, well, why'd that happen? And I'm like, what do you mean, why did that happen? And so I think he not understanding because he's not a person that would do something like that. We just had different perspectives. And so we, I got therapy um Lori watson is a wonderful therapist in the area by the way for sex sexual assault anything like that that you need but you know we went together and so there was a lot of things that we were able to understand better and about myself and how i had suppressed it so
0: i honestly i think that's probably the strongest thing that somebody can do is to get help and get therapy because a lot of yeah. there's a lot of stigma now about you don't go talk to people you don't get on medication and people need to be open and say that's the strongest thing that you can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that I was burying it a lot. And then if anybody said the, the slut word, that was a trigger word for me. And I think Bob, being shock jock, he jokingly said it one day. And I was like, I quit. I can't do this. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. What is it? And I explained to him. And then it never happened again. But it was the trigger for me to go see and seek help. So it was, it was a blessing in disguise that that happened. So have you ever really
0: gone into a group of women that have been sexually assaulted and told your story
1: or no i haven't i haven't honestly um when was me too like a couple years ago Mm -hmm. i mean sharing it on the air and then i would communicate with a lot of people back and forth through email but i've never actually spoke at, at an event but i'm obviously open to that especially now with having children of my own like it's very important to educate share your story i mean and it happens to so many people. Like when I did open that door, so many people have experienced the same stuff.
0: So. Yeah, and it's like I said before, it's important that people know that you, they're not alone
1: mm-hmm. with how they're feeling, and that and you're not tampered uh, goods. You're not uh, tampered goods, like I thought deep down inside for years. That's not the case. So, so I can't even imagine going having that happen and then moving
0: to New York. Were you not scared during that time or?
1: No, I probably should have died many times because I always tiptoe on the edge of places that I shouldn't, but I think it kept me, I worked. I didn't have a boyfriend for years and I was okay with that. Like I had dated a few guys, but I didn't ever become intimate with them. It just literally forced me into working and focusing on that and my family, not focusing on having a boyfriend or anything. But then I finally got to a point where I wanted a husband and I came back here because the guys in new york at the time that i was seeing i was gravitating towards guys that were not marriage material and i think i did that without even realizing just you know i was like a I don't know a mechanism that i was using it was people that i know that i would never marry so. Oh, wow. and so how did you meet your husband then online i did come here i did meet a guy that i was dating for a while that i thought i could fix very nice guy we dated for a couple years but i realized both of us needed our own help for different reasons and then so i got online i call it Bottomfeeder.com, but it's plenty of fish and my husband ken we call him boston um he wrote me and i was like i'm getting off of this like this is not for me and he called me every day for six months I told my friends that he was a stalker, even though I asked him to call me. (laughs) Um, I flew up, like we finally hung out, I think for a friend date in October. And then December, I just felt sad. And I said, I'm coming to meet your family in Boston. I'm going to fly up because he would always leave here and go see his family during the holidays. And he's like, okay. So he tells his mom and his family, this girl I've been talking to for a while as friends, she's flying up. And when I flew up, I instantly fell in love with him. And we never separated. So I flew up there to see and meet his parents and everything. And they're like, Hey, nice to meet you. And then the next day I flew on to New York. Cause that was kind of like a tradition to go to New York every year. And he flew back home. And when we were both at the airport going to our different gates, we both cried. And as soon as I got home, I went to his house and, and pretty much never left. And my mom's like, what is going on here? Like, that's not like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he was a keeper then huh (laughs) he was a keeper he was unlike anybody i ever thought i would date you know quiet very reserved you know perfectly pressed shirt um but he's what i needed he was the right person for me and and i prayed for a very long time to bring the right person into my life and then in walks kin so
0: i love that i love how god works Yep. yeah Now, how do you juggle working and family? Because obviously, you're up super early to be on the morning show, and, I love
1: them. <laughs> and but then you have two small ones at home. So, mm-hmm. uh, Ken, he's a big help. We actually talked about this morning. We had a discussion, so to speak, about me doing bath time because bath time is in the mornings. And I was like, let me start doing it at night so I can feel like I'm doing that part, you know, more. But I get up at three. And I work until typically lunchtime, one o'clock. And then I go home and I try to get everything I can done before so I can be with the kids. And some days I fail. I feel like because I'm exhausted and I'm I'm not my best self, Um, but I try my best, you know. And so I think it's it's wonderful. I have a really hands on husband, which makes all the difference. And then my family is here and they're all we're very close. So it's a village, you know, it's a village, but also we take our kids everywhere. So yeah. whether we're going skydiving or going on a trip, like they go with us and we make it work. So we're kind of always together with a little army. So. Now, what's this thing about
0: crickets that I saw on your Instagram?
1: Every time I see a cricket, I get pregnant and we saw one last night. It's a spirit animal. So I don't know. I mean, I'm very Christian, but I also believe in spirit animals. So I've been seeing ladybugs lately which they say that's good luck good fortune if you look up the symbolism and then grasshoppers it's always about moving forward and something because they don't hop backwards and it also can mean money and fertility well with easton the grasshoppers were so bad i was in the car one time and one was literally on ken's cheek as we were driving to the beach and i was like okay and that weekend we found out i was pregnant so that was one and then the second time with ella the same thing crickets all in the house like you know all this outside in the car and then last night we saw, I had one, first of all, jump off my fork from a salad that I had bought somewhere, Oh wow. baby cricket. And I was like, okay, that's a weird sign. And then last night we had a ginormous cricket on the bathroom counter. And I said, don't kill it. You know, it's bad luck. And so Ken grabbed it and he's going to put it outside and it jumped on his leg. And I was like, well, that, that must be a sign that either you need to get a vasectomy or we should go get a test. You know, <laughs> Because he is at his limit for children, but if we're blessed with the third, obviously, you know that's what God intends for us. But we are not trying for that. Whatever happens, happens. happens. But we're trying to be protective. So, so we'll see. I love I love how open you are about that, though, because I mean, I was watching that Instagram story and I was like, what is she is she or isn't she you know no i had a couple people write me and they're like well are you or are we saying congratulations i said i i don't think so i think because we were talking about vasectomies earlier in the day maybe that was ken's sign to be like you better hop on to the doctor <laughs> <because> <laughs> otherwise you're going to be pregnant again i love that yeah
0: so so Let's talk about women in radio. Are they more predominant now than ever? Or is it still a struggle for women to break into that?
1: No, women are doing great. It was like the year of the woman last year. And I feel like there's so many women that have their own shows now. Um, There's several that I follow that are just, they're killing the game and they're multi-platform too. They're not only doing radio, but they're doing TV, they're doing social, they're doing videos. I mean, they're doing great and I, for a long time, it was like the guy's name always had to be first on the show. But now you're seeing more and more just like the show going with Erica and Danny. My name's first or, you know, in other parts of the world, Carla Marie and Anthony, that was a show. Her name was first. So I, I think the respect for the women, they see the value in women. And as far as the pay, I don't know how that goes. I've I've heard many complaints about the pay um, scale and how that's different for me. Bob taught me how to be feisty when it comes to doing a contract. So I feel like I was grandfathered in maybe, you know, back in the day. So I'm okay. But there are times when anybody in radio is underpaid, not just women, anybody. And that's because so many people would be willing to do this job for nothing, to be honest. So,
0: wow. We have another comment. Laura says, love listening to you, Erica DeLong.
1: So that's life coach Laura. She is my life coach and we've started a new project together too. Wheel World TV. It's like an online streaming platform and she is a life coach that helps with women, in particular women like self-awareness, loving yourself, being that authentic person that you always wanted to be, but you're scared to be that person. So yesterday we actually spent six hours together filming like six segments together of, you know, the things that women, tools that you need. To start loving yourself, recognizing your thoughts and your feelings and how you can become more self-aware. So and I'll be posting about that soon. You know, we just it's a new adventure that we just started, which may be why I saw Grasshoppers as well.
0: Yeah, that could be a, yeah. a really good reason why. Now we need to take a quick break for okay. the commercial. I told you about it earlier. So and this is actually a really good book. So
1: I'm a do you ever wish people would just get with the program, start behaving like
0: civilized human beings instead of fighting over every difference of opinion? Me too. That's why I wrote the negativity remedy, because something needs to happen and it needs to happen now. I'm Nicole Phillips and I'm here to tell you your light bulb moment is waiting. The negativity remedy will help you unlock more joy, less stress, and better relationships through kindness. But this isn't a 30 day diet plan. It's not a revision of your monthly budget. This is a wake up call. It's an enthusiastic reminder that the life you really change
1: when you change your perspective and begin leading with kindness is your own.
0: And she is awesome. Um, Nicole was actually a former guest here and she has her own podcast called The Kindness Podcast. Oh, that's cool. And I'll have to check that out. And she has been on Home and Family talking about kindness, so. That's awesome. So um, let's talk about, what would you say to the little girl that wants to get into your field?
1: Don't stop, don't listen to what Cause my parents are like, you're wasting your time. If you feel it in your heart, go for it. I would say in today's world, it needs to be multi-platform. So start branding yourself on social media. Be careful what you post because just like a teacher, like all of those things are looked at when they go to hire you. Um, so if your brand, if you want to be somebody that's like me, I'm family, so I keep my stuff family driven and authentic, but you know, make sure you're aware of your brand. Don't be out there cussing and doing crazy stuff online, try to stay positive, but go for it. This is a wonderful, wonderful field to be in. And it opens a lot of doors for many things. Like the fact that I get to know so many people in the community, it, that's really why I love it. Cause the people you get to meet on this journey, it's, it's really cool. So keep pushing and reach out for mentors. Don't ever be scared to ask for help. Like the networking women in the triangle on social media for Facebook. There's women on radio, women in radio on Instagram. And we're a tribe. So if you ask a question, like somebody's going to get back to you if you ever need help or guidance. Maybe you're in college and you're thinking about this. Reach out to those people. Don't be afraid. And you never know what door it could open.
0: Wow. I know we actually met almost a year ago i know it's our, our anniversary, anniversary. yeah in october at the women empowerment conference and because you were introducing a pan were you introducing a panel or a speaker uh miss usa yeah was it miss USA? No. Yes, Miss USA. i don't think i was in there on that one i think you were introducing
1: somebody else too i may have done a couple of people <laughs> i think i did the whole <laughs> the whole shebang for a little while but yeah i know it was miss usa kim calls um from yeah, maybe, that's maybe
0: that's who yeah. You yeah. yeah um and we met and i just love the light that you shined i mean you were only on stage for what maybe five minutes at the most just to introduce her but that light that you just shined it was just amazing i'm like i've got to follow her i've got to you know i've got to get a picture with her number one and number two i've got to follow her to see what she's up to and ever since then it's like i just love your content
1: well thank you and i was so nervous that day i was very nervous because it was in front of a room full of women who were all successful and doing their own thing and i was like oh don't screw this up i was so nervous that day but it ended up being fine because women are way more forgiving and we understand like it's not perfect you're just be your true self and it'll be okay
0: yeah it's like i told you before we went on is that i had suffered from anxiety for years and years Mm -hmm. and years and i was always the one behind the camera and never in front of the camera And then during COVID I started my own little talk show here on Facebook that I turn into YouTube videos and podcasts. So, and you're killing it. You're doing great. And see that means a lot to me because I admire you and you saying that to me is like, Oh, now I'm, now I'm going to be on cloud nine for the rest of the day.
1: I think the biggest statement that I've been trying to go by lately is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That came from life coach Laura, but that is the one thing I'm like, all right, if it feels uncomfortable, just push through. And then the other thing is, when you push through those struggles on the other side of success. So just keep pushing yourself, whatever that struggle might be or your challenge or your goal, just keep going for it.
0: Yeah. Now you've done something really positive on Instagram and that's doing your Friday giveaways, your free Friday giveaways. Let's talk about that.
1: So I just kept reading the stats of how like 50% of local businesses are not going to bounce back from this. And, and being from Durham, like I really care about the people in this community and a lot of, Friends that I have, they're business owners and they've put every blood, sweat and tear that they could into their business only to not be able to come back from it. So those that have opened their doors, I was like, okay, I bought the website my free Friday. It happened to be open. And I was like, every Friday we'll start getting on Instagram and give away a prize from that business. You just have to follow that business on Instagram. It's very simple. Not a lot of, you know, and tag a friend. And it ended up being more successful because it was just going to be a summer thing. And now I was like, okay, well, let's do it till the end of the year. So usually on Monday, I decide what business is going to be in line. Cause we have people lined up, but I try to mix somewhere. It's not like two photographers too close together or two boutiques. You want to make them kind of spread out. So everybody gets their own 15 minutes of fame, so to speak. So is there
0: criteria or people just come to you and say, Hey, um, I want to do this with you.
1: Originally before I even did it, I reached out to like 10 of my friends and people that I know. And I was like, Hey, are you interested in like, Absolutely. And then from that point, it's like people, you know, reach out and say, hey, how do I get involved? And I'm like, OK, you know, and and usually they're people that I already we follow each other on social media. So I know their business and I can honestly speak about it. But if there's a local business that wants to do it, the more the merrier, because, and, you know, it just brings light to them. Just like um, we were talking about today, how third party apps and not to knock that. But they're taking away so much money from these local restaurants because people are ordering through that. And so like, you know, I would like to encourage people to go directly to the business like Relish is a restaurant that Ben works at here on the show. And they have their in-house delivery, just like you would get from a third party. And not all that money goes to them. And this is a local business owner that really works hard. She's there every day working to give everything she can to her business. So
0: a lot of that. I've also learned like on Instagram and stuff like that for like um, bloggers and stuff the link tree or the LinkedIn or, you know, that extra app, don't do that to create a page on your own site because you're just taking traffic away from yourself as well. Right. And I don't even have a link tree.
1: I know a lot of people do, but I don't have one. So yeah, I actually
0: did one. And then somebody's like an Instagram expert said, you're just taking traffic away from your site. Why are you doing that? You're, You're paying someone, you're giving them their, your traffic. Yeah. And they're, they're getting paid for it. And whereas you could get paid for it. So.
1: Wow. Now see, we're learning. Everybody's learning. Even like, you know, my older family members are like, what is this online stuff? So everybody's learning all these different things. I work in radio and still couldn't tell you half the stuff that's out there as far as technology goes. So I'm learning as well as we go. Like my first zoom was a nightmare. (laughs) Like only the top of my head. And you know, so.
0: Yeah. Because you're so used to, just being on the radio and focusing on your voice
1: yeah just talking in a in a dark room where nobody sees you which is why my hair is just it is what it is today
0: so look you look beautiful you too um so what happens if you get a sore throat or something like that do you have to call in sick or do you try to power through
1: i mean knock on wood nobody's been sick around here lately but in the past you know Especially like with Bob, for instance, he is a cancer survivor, and so I would never want to bring germs to him. And plus, we're mindful of that to our whole team because we're in such close proximity that if I have a sore throat, then I would stay out. I mean, we have plenty of sick days, so they would just do the show just like normal. I mean, there's other bodies here that are super talented. So, like, if I were out right now, then it would be Ashley, Ben, and Danny that would be here, and and they would do a great job. So, Let's talk about your red carpet with Brad Pitt. Man, that was, that was a fun time. I've been lucky enough to go to the Oscars a couple of times. My first time I hustled so hard to get there. Like I was like, cause usually a North Carolina radio girl, you're not in line for the Oscars. But I found a way and I got there. And then that first year was really special to me. By the second time I felt more comfortable, but I was like, where am I gonna stand? Cause my spot was like way down there at the end. And I was like, I don't wanna stand there. So I ended up standing beside Ellen DeGeneres' producers, and it just worked out that way where it happened. Well, everybody in Hollywood, I know that she's in the media now for not being nice, but at that time, everybody in Hollywood loved and respected Ellen DeGeneres. So every celebrity would come through, and I'm standing right there, and I got selfies with Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, Rebel Wilson, and I had no shame to be like, selfie. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad Pitt is honestly, because there's some celebrities, you know, they're just like us. They just have more money. Um, but Brad Pitt will take your breath away. He really is, ah, uh, when you see him. He really, really is. And I don't normally say that uh, about celebrities, but he, he wows you. And he's just yeah. got that cool factor about him. He's just like, yeah, hey, what's up? So. Yeah. I was disappointed though. My selfie cut half my body out. So that sucked once in a lifetime opportunity and you cut half your body out.
0: Now I've watched you get ready for these shows and you like go and you get local businesses to help sponsor you as well. How does that come about?
1: Well, Diamonds Direct is I endorse them. I've been endorsing them for probably almost as long as I've been here this time around. So I always get my diamonds from them, which in real life, I buy all my jewelry. If I get jewelry, I get it from them for diamonds. Um, So they always give me something really pretty to wear, you know, and they have people to match up my dress. And then my first time ever going, I didn't know I was getting to go until two weeks before. Well, I'm not a skinny girl, so I can't just walk into some store and buy a size two dress. So I was like, well, they don't make big girl dresses that are cute. But I called TJ Maxx headquarters. I was like, I need a dress. And they sent me huge boxes full of dresses to pick one. So two weeks before, I rocked a TJ Maxx dress on the carpet with all these million dollar dresses and I got more compliments than anybody with my TJ Maxx dress. So I was so happy about that. And then the same thing, I used TJ Maxx the next time around. It was a McDougal dress and they carry that with TJ Maxx. So yeah, I mean, they carry a lot of designer dresses. If you ever have an event, by the way, they carry so many designer dresses and they're much, much cheaper.
0: So you just go into your TJ Maxx, or do you have to do, go through corporate?
1: No, I, I usually go online and the corporate thing was just a one and done situation. The next time I didn't go through PR, but you go online and you kind of look at their inventory uh-huh. and you can select it and whichever one you don't wear, you just send it back. But usually in the store, it's really a hit or miss. You might find one or two, but online they have a whole... I mean, they have some dresses that are $4,000 that are designer that normally would cost 10000 but at TJ Maxx is 4000 I, I did not have that one. Um, but I had like a $700 dress my second time around, and I think I paid 300 for it. But to go to the Oscars, like it was worth it. Now I have a whole closet full of dresses, and I don't know what the heck to do with them. I mean, I could donate them, yes, but I'm also hanging on to them because I'm starting to recycle things more. So, if I ever, when I go again, it'll be wearing one of those dresses.
0: Yeah. I love the blue one on you. The blue one was amazing. That's the one you had the selfie with Brad Pitt, right?
1: Yeah. And I made it on, um, again, right place at the right time because I made it on every news outlet, even international, because it was like the blueberry girl in the background (laughs) with that bright blue dress. Everybody else was wearing black, and I had on a bright blue dress, so... I was like, okay, that works out. My two seconds of fame. (laughs) woohoo! The blueberry girl. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I honestly, and I was very um, self-conscious on the red carpet because, you know, you're exposing your arms and like my boobs are out some, but that's just, I just tried to fake it till I made it and it ended up being great. So, and I'm sure a lot of people, you deal with insecurities with your body and all that stuff. So just fake it till you make it.
0: I love that. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Now you talked, you alluded in your email about some new positive things coming up. So I'm sure yeah. one of them is with Dr. Laura.
1: And that was with the Well World TV. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. That's like our new project that we're working on. And it's all about women empowerment, women living that authentic life that they should. And so, and eventually I'll branch out and do maybe one celebrity driven. But right now I'm doing it with Laura, the life coach. And it's all about wellness and just women's health and, and just loving who you are and being your best self, like living at that highest vibration that you know that you can. But we always go by what society tells us or either um, maybe your parents wanted you to live a certain way. And so you fall in the footsteps of what people want you to be instead of who you actually want to be.
0: I love that. And, and yeah, society definitely tells us how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to look, right. what size we're supposed to be. What we're supposed to eat, everything else. So I love that you're breaking that boundary, especially
1: for women. And it's hard, too. It's kind of hard to do it, even like, you know, like I know the rules of all of that, but we struggle through it. It, it, So it's a work in progress for everybody. But the more practice you do, the better you'll become at it.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, how do you get your confidence? Because you don't look like you, like I said earlier, you don't look like you struggle because you're like on air, you're like at the top of a hat with a topic,
1: you know. How do you do that? I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I I have so many insecurities. And I know that people say, well, you seem so confident. Yes. I'm very confident in many things. Like, I know I'm a great mom. Nobody can ever tell me otherwise on that. I know that I care deeply and love people very hard. Um, I think I'm a pretty girl, but I think I have a lot of flaws. But I've learned to love those flaws. And so that helps with building your confidence because we all got a bunch of ish you know Mm -hmm. and everybody has something and so it's just a matter of accepting your story and embracing other stories you know just rolling with it and sometimes again you got to fake it till you make it like i hate my body you wouldn't catch me anywhere in public in a bathing suit without a bathing suit cover on but it's it's a work in progress
0: but you're so open on your instagram you know sharing photos at the beach with your kids
1: oh that's a good good angle for you If somebody walked up, you would see me cover myself very quickly, but it's a good angle for Instagram. But when people walk up, you're like, ah, cover myself up. So. Really? Wow. Oh gosh, yes. I would literally jump off the boat into the deep end so nobody would see me in a bathing suit, I'm telling you. But I'm learning even with this this series that we're doing, it's helping even me who's a part of the host of this show, like it's helping to grow because you know we all need to continue to grow. So how did that series come about then? Uh, Life Coach Laura, she was like, hey, I want to do this with you and and we're going to do it. And I said, "Okay." And that whole getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, I was like, you know what? Okay, let's do this. I'm kind of living by that motto these days. So why not? And it's been great. There's a lot of we finished a boot camp where, you know, there's like an Emmy nominated TV anchor, Deborah Kay, who kind of taught us the tricks and trades, along with uh, a lady named Laura, who's been on the red carpet, taught us the tricks and trades of being on camera and you know the etiquette and what we need to do and so we just finished up boot camp and now we're starting this this journey so it's really fresh really new probably shouldn't even talked about it until we posted it but it's okay I can be <laughs> yeah it's okay so when is this supposed to launch i don't know the day i need to talk to laura we just finished up the first few segments uh yesterday so i don't know when it actually goes out And it'll be like a streaming TV online. And, you know, that's how the world is going now. Even with radio, we have so many different platforms. Like, you know, we tie social to radio to video. It's all one big family now.
0: Wow. Because I definitely would be interested to have both of you on once you launch it. Because I just think this is an amazing project.
1: Oh, yeah. And Laura's great for a lot of stuff. More than just that. She's been a, a big help for me with obstacles. Like, you know um the changes in radio she kind of helped me through that and helping me to learn who i am so she's great for many things
0: so she's you're also a client of hers, then too oh right?
1: yeah oh yeah no no shame in that she's my life coach we met her i met her on the show and through work and then we became friends and then she's also become my life coach so i reach out to her what she says is are you below the line which means you know am i responding to something partially where i'm kind of drunk in the mind Uh Um, are you above the line so she's teaching me techniques like that on how to respond with things in life you know that are difficult at times which is good everybody should do that
0: and i'm sure when things come up that trigger you from what you were talking about earlier your sexual assault that kind of helps your mind flip
1: yeah yeah it does it does
0: so so you're a huge proponent of life coaches then
1: yeah i mean my husband might be like what is this (laughs) Or even some of my family members. But it's it's like having a, a friend that you could talk to. Because we all need an outlet to let it out sometimes. And she's she's not there to judge your past or give you medical advice. But maybe just to listen to you. And, and maybe help you look at things from a different perspective. Which I think is great. You know, because sometimes we have tunnel vision. And so to see from a different side is a really good thing. Yeah, because we are our own worst critics. Mm-hmm. Or,
0: I mean, like even now i look and say okay did that interview go great i have to go back and i have to listen to at least three times before i say okay that was a great interview
1: well you're doing great on this one so you don't have to go back you're killing (laughs) it (laughs) i got you crying within the first five minutes (laughs) i know (laughs) um so is there anything else you want to share no i just appreciate you having me on like i i You know, I I really enjoyed it and I love following along now. I think that this whole thing that you're doing is fantastic. So I appreciate it and I appreciate everybody that watched. And if you ever need anything, I'm open book and I think we're all family. We're all connected. So you can always email me or reach out on social Erica DeLong. It's just my name and I'd be happy to get back to you. So,
0: yeah, I'm putting it up there your instagram name and, and folks follow her on instagram because her instagrams are funny especially when her boy t- her little boy talks about going to walmart
1: yeah he was the like those toys are on walmart or dot com i was like what is dot com he's like i don't know but that's where daddy said we're getting the toys <laughs> something he saw on tv so
0: <laughs> that's so funny and i love how you share your life you know i'm sure you don't share all the all parts of your life because you want to keep your kids some privacy but you share some of the funny things with I mean, do. I'm
1: pretty open. We share a lot. We, I, sh- I probably share more than I should, but it, we're all the same. You know, we're all the same with the same life issues. And so why not? But I will say I'm in awe of your
0: birthday party. How creative, how, creative you are, how creative you are for your birthday parties.
1: Uh, so right now we have, I'm having a party that we're decorating for a friend and it's cactus theme. So, my dining room is currently covered in cactuses that I'm trying to make out of styrofoam. And that is a pain in the butt. Let me tell Mm -hmm. you. I hope this friend loves cactuses because there's a lot in my kitchen right now in the dining room. Where did you get that creativity from? I don't know. I've always been, when we did projects in school, oh, game on. I'm like, nope, don't worry about it. I don't need a partner. I'm going to do this. And I was determined to have like a really good project, you know, when it was creative. I don't know. I just have a, my sister, who's I have brothers and sisters that are younger than me, a brother and a sister. So my sister, I remember she had to build a castle and I was like, uh, uh-huh, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> she got second place. I was so mad. I was like, this should have been first place. So, I, just, I don't know. I just love projects. My parents are like that too, though.
0: Oh, That makes sense then. They
1: helped me when I was a kid build stuff. So I'll just continue out that, that, that tradition.
0: What is one thing that you wish you could do? And obviously you said you want to be Oprah, but you can be the Oprah of radio. But what's one thing that's on your bucket list that you wish?
1: A talk show host with a panel. I don't want to do it by myself because that's not fun. I like to be with people, but I want to host a TV talk show um, with a group of fabulous women and guys. But I I visualize like women on the, you know, like the talk or something. Yeah. That and writing a, a children's book, like a series of children's books and owning my company one day. There's a lot, there's a lot on the bucket list.
0: Yeah, owning your company, I can see that. I can see and all of it encompassed underneath that.
1: I, I really am trying to think about like my husband and I, what can we do together, but we don't have the idea yet. But I really know like eventually it will come to us and it'll happen. Well, you said he's
0: financed so he could take care of all the bookkeeping and all the financial yeah. part. You do the creative part and you guys can mesh together.
1: We would just have to have a therapist because we may argue. <laughs> by being together so much but yeah i i hopefully one day it will come to us of a good idea he thought maybe a putt-putt place i was like no that's too much effort we we can't keep up with our life and our kids and regular jobs and do putt-putt too so that that idea is thrown out the window
0: yeah i don't i honestly i can't see you doing mundane things like putt-putt i see you on the stage doing something
1: yeah, I mean, I had thought about maybe marketing other companies or who knows. Whatever will happen will happen. I still love doing this. I love doing radio, so I want to continue to do this. But eventually, having a business. So
0: so how long do you think you'll do radio?
1: As long as it'll keep me. You can get fired in the drop of a hat in radio. Um, I don't know. I have a contract for three more years. So we'll see where it goes. I mean, I don't have any plans to not do radio because i don't visualize myself sitting in a cubicle mm-hmm. but if that day comes and i'll go work at four different mcdonald's whatever it takes so i will always have a job whether it's radio or mcdonald's or anything doesn't matter cleaning I can, toilets i can see your mcdonald's in the drive-thru and what would you like now
0: <laughs> i can't hear you what turn <laughs> so, the music down i can't hear you um, yeah Well, I wish you the best in your endeavors. I mean, honestly, thank you for coming on. You've just been such a joy and thank you for opening up and being authentic.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I love this. I think this is wonderful. So I'm so proud for you. And I, I'm going to make sure I tag it and pay attention and share it with other people. So, and tell everybody where they can find you again. I'm just social is easy. Erica DeLong, all my platforms are Erica DeLong or website. Everything's just my name because it's easy. So just reach out and I'll get back to you. And can you give us a sneak
0: peek of what Friday giveaway is going to be this Friday or no?
1: Okay, to be honest, usually I have them already prepared. And this Friday, I'm torn between a photographer or either food. I don't know which one yet. So it'll either be a local restaurant with two winners or um, a photography, like to get your fall sessions in for your family. Or there's also the option of a boutique. So I don't know yet. I'm just trying to fill out my options and and figure out the the schedule. I don't know yet.
0: And are you still taking people if they want to come and and do so you can extend
1: it later on maybe? Yeah. And because I don't think I have everybody lined up through the end of the year because the goal was through the summer and I still had like 10 people left that I wanted to put on there. So I still have more spots open and heck we'll do Thursday and Friday if we need to, to recognize those businesses. So that's fine it'll be my free thursday <laughs> whatever Or right, your sneak peek on thursday then friday you go and enter 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 and i've entered but i've yet to win i'm like man <laughs> okay well keep trying i and i do i use a number generator to be fair because a lot of the folks i do know um so i've had two friends win stuff so far and everybody else they're new folks that i've met either through the show or just recently met through this so you know But there's been two people that I personally know that have won. So that's good. And I'm excited for everybody to win. But we try to do more than one winner each week. If it's a smaller, like, you know, we did blowouts and so there were four winners. Or if it's a big prize, you know, there may be like a med spa giveaway soon for $500. That would mean there's one winner, obviously, because it's a $500 prize. Or like the microblading eyebrows, that was $600 value. So there's one winner but they're all legit prizes. I just drop them off at UPS and send them on. There's no gimmicks or anything like that. I mean, cause I obviously do have partnerships that I get paid for uh-huh. through um, iHeart, and which I love all of my people I endorse. They're amazing. They're like family to me, but this one is not sponsored. It's just straight up local businesses that don't have the money for advertisement, but need help, so. And they're
0: willing to give away- A prize. That, right. A prize just for advertisement. I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah yeah okay thank you like i said thank you again for coming on thank you so much and now i'm sure the people standing outside the studio they're like what is she in there doing she's never in there that long (laughs) (laughs) okay guys all right guys i want to thank erica for
0: joining us and we'll see you on the next chat from the blog cabin bye bye wow folks I cannot believe her story. Sexual assault is real in the United States. And when I picked her to come on and asked her to come on, I really wanted to share about what it was like being a woman in radio and everything else. But I'm glad she shared her story because now I have another opening. She's going to come back on in October. I'm going to send her a list of dates to come on in October And we're just going to talk about sexual assault. We're going to have a couple of uh, therapists around that are going to talk about how women can handle sexual assault and men too, because men are, men can be sexually assaulted just as much as men can. So honestly, folks, i'm really happy that erica decided to come on and like i said i will link everything that we talked about my free fridays where where she supports local businesses i'll link where you can listen to her on iheartradio as well as um some important information that she shares so folks i'm just honored that she agreed to come on this is my second My third interaction with her, my second one was when I asked her to be part of my Women in Business series on the blog, which I will link in the show notes as well. Remember, I have turned these chats from the blog cabin into not only this podcast, but Facebook Live and even putting the interviews on YouTube. So if you miss any of the Facebook Lives, that's where they appear first, they come on this podcast and then after the podcast, after a few weeks, they go on YouTube. So just check them out. Thank you for being part of the Chats from the Blog Cabin family. And you know what really helped me, guys? To subscribe and leave a rating or review for the show. If you're listening to on Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes, of course, Apple's iTunes. If you're listening to on iTunes, all you have to do if you don't feel like writing anything down is just click your stars. Whichever stars you think. Because that would really help me out and help me get my podcast in front of other people. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed, and remember, keep chatting. Hey, y'all. If you know me in real life, you know that what you see is what you get. I'm pretty authentic. But you'll also hear me say how much I love supporting worthwhile causes and people. I feel like support, that's basically where you put your money, is the most powerful tool that the internet has to offer, and it gives you a voice to your dollars. The cool folks at Anchor have made a way for you to support your favorite podcasts, such as Chats from the Blog Cabin. If you're in the U.S., you can visit my podcast profile on desktop or mobile browser to give a little monetary support each month. Whatever you can afford, basically. If you do want to donate, it will be greatly appreciated. So go to my page, Chats from the Blog Cabin. You can find my page at backslash chats from the blog cabin. I'll do my best to pay it forward through content and giving back.